are you? The literature. Welcome back. That's Sam. Welcome. I'm Sandy. And yeah. And we're moving on. <laughs> we got a, we got we're some new stuff from one book. Yeah, after three weeks of the one book, it'll be nice to have some variety, <laughs> spicy mm. variety. It's and the it's a play. Spice of life. It sure is. The play is called The Duchess of Malfi by John Webster. And it was uh, first, I'm not sure wait, if it was I, first I, I, published I, I, or performed, but the year that I have written down is 1614, so. Yikes, that's hell of a long time sure ago. Is. But uh, John, what's his face? Uh, here's my only context of it, aside from him <laughs> yeah. being your literary hero, apparently, according to your thesis. Um, he's a little rat kid in Shakespeare <laughs> That's Love. right, yeah. The one that, like, narks on them. He's like, oh, she's got boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got... It's so basically his only, I think, representation in fiction, as far as I'm aware, is um, they, they make him, like, this gross little Dahmer-type kid. In um, little Jeffrey Dahmer in Shakespeare in Love, he like he's yeah got rats all the time. He feeds in like live mice to cats in the theater, and he's and like, he... I like it when she chops her head off. And he like narks on um, yeah. the Shakespeare on sucking on Gwyneth Paltrow's boobs. Yeah, it's like he was sucking on her boobies. On the puppies. Like, Why is this in a movie? Bubbies. Oh yeah, that's so gross. Um. So that, I guess, the reputation they're drawing on for that portrayal has pretty much entirely to do with two plays that he wrote. Um, Is this one of them? This is one of them. So that's The White Devil, which is not this one, and The Duchess of Malfi, which is this one. And these are the, there there were like two others that they found that they confirmed he'd written, but they were like not good. (laughs) (laughs) They don't get talked about very much. Um, but these two um, are considered to be ugh, masterpieces. Can I have like just a really like like back of a DVD cover premise for this play? You know, just like if it was on the back of a DVD, what would it say? Okay, well, you I'm... know what I could tell you? I could tell you what uh, a man named Andrew Ma says in a little uh, introduction delivered to camera. Uh, in the filmed 2014 film stage production, which as far as I can tell is the only version of this play ever set to film. But so he's, he calls um, he calls John Webster the Quentin Tarantino of the old English theatre. <laughs> which is adorable. Oh, this, Just to appeal to the kids, I guess. They're really trying to like make people care. Making... This is making me like you less and less, but we'll talk about that <laughs> well, like, another time. Well, like, when you talk about Elizabethan or Jacobean playwright, you bring up William Shakespeare, and then you talk about Christopher Marlowe, and then then you talk about John Webster, if you even mention a third, and usually people don't. Um, but yeah, John Webster's my favorite. I did... Um, Little rat boy. Yeah, well, I did my honest thesis on on these two plays of his um looking at them through the lens of lacanian psychoanalysis which is not going to come up today which i'm not going to be talking about at all today that sounds like it's gonna come up and you're gonna be talking about it today (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i was so i have written here so like if shakespeare is bubbles marlowe is blossom he's butter 
John Webster's Buttercup. He's like the edgy one. He's, oh my god. He's the I've one. Always been Buttercup. I don't like it where this is going. No, when <laughs> I was younger, I wanted to be Blossom, and I thought I was. But as I get older, I'm like, oh, I'm Buttercup. Buttercup. Yeah. He's like the one. He's wearing eyeliner. He's got the My Chemical Romance T-shirt. You know, of the three. Stop describing me. Yeah. Wait, who would you be? Would you would you be Blossom? But I would have thought Bubbles. But I didn't watch really? it that much. I don't know. Oh. But I knew... If anyone's bubbles, mm. it'll be... Uh, ooh. <laughs> but, oh no, both of our alter egos? <laughs> Shall we continue? Yeah. split personality? <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to get into the Powerpuff Girls discourse now. Well, yeah. Keep thinking about that. Keep that on the back burner while we go through this. Um... Ugh. I was trying to come up with a really good pun for, like, Mojo Jojo or something. I was mm. like, I guess I'll just Mojo Go-Go, but I was like, nah, I can't. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's start with your t- Tarantino play. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, it's set in Italy, because during the early modern period in England, if you wanted to show people being awful, you put them in Italy, because the Italians are Catholics, nice. and Catholics are immoral. Um, which we'll get deeper into later, I have no doubt. So, this guy, Antonio, this Italian guy, has just got back from chilling for a while at the French court. I don't really know what he was doing there, um, but I don't know, he's just been on a sort of a holiday, making friends, you know, Kentucky tour. His friend, uh, (laughs) Delio, is there at the airport to greet him. They have a big love actually hug. Um, So he's just got back. Um, they're, well, they're actually at the Palace in Amalfi, <laughs> which is um, where Antonio works as a steward. So you might remember from the Canterbury Tales episode, a steward is sort of the accountant of of a lord's estate. He's like the manager. He like orders the chickens and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's all you have to do. You just have to order chicken. He's on the phone. He's like, I need 12 chickens for the dinner. And, and one for dessert. Four vases of camellias and three horses. And one of them needs to be white. I don't know. Like, yeah. Partridge and a pear tree. Mm, That's exactly. That's his job. Um, and he's pretty good at it, so they say. So um, the estate Antonio works at is the estate of the lately widowed Duchess of Malfi. So there's this woman. Oh. She, married in, she married the Duke of Malfi. So here she is, the titular Duchess of Amalfi. Mm. That's what this place is called. She's right? not here yet. Yeah, it is called. named after her, but she's not here yet. They're just in her pad. Oh, she's not here. Um, sort of in the the entrance hall, I guess. They've just got back. They're just there. So they meet up. Delio remarks that Antonio dresses like a Frenchman now. Like he looks like he's turned into a bit of a Francophile, uh, which Antonio admits to. He's like, yeah, I think France is like. Prince is really cool, actually. He's got like a little beret. Yeah, exactly. He's little, like smoking. A little striped shirt. Little, a really thin mustache. <laughs> Cigarette pants. Yeah. He starts France explaining to Delio about how cool the king of France <laughs> is. He's like, he's sorting out corruption in his court right now, which is, you know, the implication is that something that Italy could really deal with right now. It really could really do with a bit of that. Um, and the King of France is doing this by, like, working on himself and reading the Bible and, I guess, like, leading by example and just oh being a bit of a square. Self-care. Yeah, exactly. Like, some fairy lights up. He's taking long baths. Um, so while they're talking, this guy Bostola walks by. 
And the two immediately start gossiping about him. Through which we learn, number one, Bossler is like this real bitter downer of a dude. Um, and two, he's currently like sneaking around the palace trying to catch the Duchess's older brother, who's a cardinal. They just call him the cardinal. <laughs> what? Um, he's like, the cardinal's catch avoiding him. What? Well, he's, the cardinal's avoiding him. So he's like trying to be like, hey man. <laughs> He's like quarter him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He needs to do like his elevator pitch, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "What do you think of my screenplay?" Um, no, it's it's specifically about uh, something else. You see, the cardinal kind of owes Bossler a favor, um, uh, which Bossler is trying to trying to get him, trying to cash in on here. So when the cardinal finally emerges, because the cardinal is here at his sister's palace, um, Bossler like gets up in his face like a paparazzi. Immediately, he starts complaining. <laughs> So apparently, while he was doing some kind of work for the Cardinal, like probably shady work, um, it's implied, Bossler got put in jail. He got put in the galleys, yeah? Cardinal, like like, like a Catholic cardinal? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. So what like, he? so he's like a priest guy. Yeah, pretty much. For the Catholic Church. Yes. So cardinals are like the okay. next level underneath the Pope. Oh. Yeah, they're like the top dogs and and that's why he lives he normally lives in rome in the vatican with all the other cardinals like going around oh i see yeah um and they're like famously corrupt during this period as well well yeah well, you know <laughs> so he was doing some work for the cardinal bossola apparently and and then because of this work he got put in the galleys which basically like he became a prison boat slave Okay. Um, I don't know the exact details of what the galleys are or involved, but he basically he had to wear two towels instead of a shirt, which like nodded at the <laughs> shoulder. This is the detail that he focuses on when he's complaining about it. <laughs> really? He complained about the two towels he had to wear. Yeah, he's like, hey, Cardinal, you ever had to wear towels? <laughs> Look at these chafe marks. Look at these burns. <laughs> Um, anyway, he's being really righteous about it. He wants some workers' comp. Um, well, as he, you would. He did as you would. Yeah. yeah. So Antonio um, snidely remarks to Delio that Bossola's, quote, railing, um, which means complaining, um, is not for simple love of piety. Indeed, he rails at those things which he wants. So this is our wow. first, yeah real insight into who Bossola is. Antonio basically says Bossola would be as violent, lecherous, greedy as anybody else if if he had means to do so. So is would mm-hmm. we cast Antonio as Timothy Shamalamadamale? Oh yeah, that would work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What about um Bossola? Is he older? Is he same age? Where He's are we a bit grizzled. This? I imagine him as a bit grizzled, a bit older. Okay. Mm. Um Sam Neil, but in Peaky Blinders. Ooh, no, too formal. a bit rougher, a bit like a bit rougher, more. Okay. Does he is he meant to be hot or is he smarmy? He's he's like the only like, he's complicated. Oh, oh. he's he's broody. He's um, you know, he bitches and moans a lot, but he also, you know, has has some morals, I guess. It's it's he's a really interesting character. I don't really know who I'd cast him as. Maybe Sean Bean, I guess. Alan Arkin. Who dat? Yeah, who dat? Show us the pictures underneath. This is yeah. Alana's Alana's googling on her phone, uh, holding it up to the camera. What else is he in? Ooh, no, I've seen him somewhere. Alan Arkin. Interesting. Oh, I know that name. 
Does he have to be bold? He doesn't have to be bold. Oh my god, get smart. I love that movie. <laughs> okay, Steve Carell as... Steve Carell. <laughs> as Bosola. He'd probably do a good job. Steve Carell's like a talented guy. He's a chameleon. Um, right, okay, so right now Bosola's still a question mark. I don't think we've found yeah. someone we've all wholly agreed on yet. It's tricky. But Timothy Chalamet is the main guy. He He's definitely Antonio. could What's do Antonio, face? yeah. He just has to be like the sweetest, the sweetest person, Antonio. Like, just the loveliest dude. So, yeah. So, Bossola would be, like, he would be the worst of the worst if he had money and power. But since he doesn't, he's, like, like too good for, <laughs> um, you know, he, 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 he pretends, he acts as if he's very virtuous and hard done by. Like, he's, like, get, being a good person gets nowhere. So, the Cardinal, um... He's there. He's he's not having any of Bossler's shit. He's like, if you don't want to be thrown in jail, why don't you get a job that isn't illegal? <laughs> he basically but said you what asked he said. He did do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, if you don't like it, get a different job. Um, he basically tells Bossler. He says, quote, um, that he should become honest. That's the, his um seventeenth century way of saying that. Bossler claps back. He's like, got any pointers <laughs> from Jesus, Father? <laughs> <laughs> oh my um you know because the, the cardinal is famously ungodly as so many catholics were thought to be do you know much about the reformation no i don't know anything. um that's okay let's get into it a little bit just for some context nice. so basically catholicism's the only christianity in europe for a really 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 long time then in um you know, sort of the Middle Ages, Martin Luther famously nails his, like, grievances to the wall of the church. He's like, this is everything wrong with the church. You know, it's all super corrupt. Um, you know, you have to pay money to get forgiven or whatever. There's all these systems and all the cardinals are living, you know, very sinfully and in lots of wealth. And Rome is just a corrupt cesspit. And so all over Europe you start getting these... Um, sex kind of branching off Christianity you get you get all these Protestant faiths and they're called Protestant because they were a protest to the Catholic Church mm. um, and you start getting religious wars sort of all over the place and then meanwhile in England Henry VIII is like damn I wish I could divorce my Catholic queen <laughs> who isn't giving me any sons maybe I'll, I'll use this kind of Protestant movement to legitimize this break off from the Catholic Church start my own church the Church of England um, divorce my wife, have a few more, um, and do whatever I want. And so that, that happens. And then you, and then you also get Elizabeth the first, who I'm pretty sure was also Protestant. She kept that going. Um, in between, like her big sister was queen for a while. She was super Catholic. So she killed a bunch of Protestants. Elizabeth comes in, kills a bunch of Catholics. Okay. Now, when, um, John Webbs is writing this play, we have James, King James, um, who was famously super anti-Catholic. He was the one who thought witches were a real thing and he sent people off into the woods um, into different little villages to find and burn witches. That's where we get, like, the Pendle witch trials and stuff. Um, It's also, like, around this period that people leave for America, Puritans who, like, take the Protestant thing really, really far to the point where you're not allowed to dance or have fun anymore. They... They start being in a the thing. village in, in the village. The Absolutely, that they Every, yeah. Everyone's like, "You guys suck. Get out!" And so they do, and they go and they start America. Hmm. 
which has continued to suck till this day. So that's kind of the religious yeah. environment that we're in. I'm sorry, but how does like like world history, European history, literally sound like a fan fiction? <laughs> or or just like fiction? Yeah. Like no, that didn't happen. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I don't people they didn't just, burn people. That's fine. Pe- yeah, people just suck a lot. Um yeah, King James was so obsessed with, like, witches that he wrote, like, Malefus Maleficasum, I think, which is, like, how to spot witches, what is demonology. Um, he wrote, like, a manual. He was, like, kings don't have much to do. He was really bored. He just wanted to... He, he translated the Bible. That's, like, the King James Bible that, <laughs> that a lot of places still use. <laughs> oh, my God. The Bible King James edition. <laughs> it's just, like, I wish that he had, I don't know, a hobby, like... This was his hobby. Well, yeah, this but this didn't it. involve like, like killing so many members of his kingdom. Well, that's just it's fine. Yeah. So, so in this context, basically, John Webster's writing in everyone's Protestant, or so we think, in England. There's a lot of theory oh. that um, Shakespeare was Catholic and like was under the radar. Um, mm. we can talk about that. Was he? Later. Do you know? No, there's. There's no doc. There's basically no documentation about Shakespeare's life. The only documentation we really have is like some lawsuits <laughs> that he <laughs> that he had against people. Like, yeah, he was like very much about keeping his property, his intellectual property. I think. Yeah. Was the deal? But Man, yeah, how did he? How did he? He flew under the keep radar. So quiet about his private life until Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> That's when the paps busted him open. Well, yeah. Well, some people think that. One a possible reason that he kept his life quiet was because he was Catholic and he didn't want to draw attention to himself. He came from a like a famously Catholic part of England. Um, Stratford upon Avon was um had a lot of underground Catholicism there, and his they know for a fact that the guy who taught him at school was a was a Catholic guy. So there, there's there's a lot of kind of circumstantial evidence that he was Catholic, and then he had to keep himself under the radar for that that reason potentially. Um, John Webster, on the other hand, basically he's he's using Catholicism via Italy as a way of talking about people who do awful things. And I was like, well, those Catholics, they're the worst. Like, but, you know, <laughs> you know, he gets to tell these stories that he wouldn't get to tell if they were set in an English court because it's the kind of shit that, like, in- good English Protestants just wouldn't do. Um, um. So he can have a priest just doing the worst shit in the world, like hiring guys to murder people. But it makes sense, right? Because he's a Catholic priest. <laughs> An Italian. An Italian. A filthy Italian. Ooh. <laughs> Use that as the trailer. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So here we are. So the Cardinal... So, he, yeah, so Boston is like, pay me or something. And the Cardinal blanks <laughs> him and just leaves. No. Bossola comes over to the other two dudes, Antonio and Delio. And he bitches about it a little. And he says that while some people may be possessed by devils, the cardinal would be able to possess the greatest devil and make him worse. Which is a sick burn. What is Boswell's, like, role in the household? Because um, Timothy Chalamet is the steward. So Boswell doesn't have one yet. Boswell doesn't have one yet. He just got out of jail. He heard that the cardinal uh, was at the palace. He's, and he's skulking just come, around. Yeah, he's just come to kind of get up in this shit but yeah. um put, put a pin in that because yes okay um 
So the two guys, they ask him what he wanted from the cardinal, and he says this lovely phrase. He and his brother are like plum trees that go that grow crooked over standing pools. They are rich and overladen with fruit, but none but crows, pies, and caterpillars feed on them. So basically, he's saying that they're rich, but it doesn't benef- benefit anyone else um, but them and their corrupt friends. Um, they don't give back to the hood, you know. Um, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the plums just fall in the pool. Yeah, they just Where's fall in the pool. pool it's wasted. Friends. All this all this wealth and it doesn't benefit society at all. Oh, except for the pool. Yeah. The plums. Yeah, it makes you think of Bezos a little bit. So Amazon is the plum and the pool the, is just Bezos. The packages now. are the plums and where are the drones? Are they the crows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, Amazon Prime is the... What, it's the... The, the worm? The caterpillars. Um, so <laughs> okay. Got it. So before he harumphs away, um, he also bids <laughs> the other two boys beware. Um, as places in the court are like beds in a hospital where one man's head will lie at another man's foot and so lower and lower, which is like a lovely little metaphor, I think. It's like if you're, it's like a place of sickness and there'll always be someone like standing on your head. Like there'll always be, you know. I don't know what kind of hospitals he's been to, but, uh, you know. 1600 ones, I guess. Yeah, I don't think they, they didn't have hospitals. They just had graves. I thought the metaphor was, um, it was a hospital in the way that the beds, like, change all the time. Like, you, you don't stay as long as you think you will. Well, maybe. I think it's just that, like, like, you're the mercy of the people around you, like, and the people above you. Delia reveals that he heard Bustler had gone to the galleys for a hit job. This is where we find out that it was murder, ordered by the nice. cardinal. Dope. Who did he kill? Mm. Um, someone. This, oh. I, I feel like the Cardinal's just having people killed left right. Antonio, on the other hand, feels bad for Bossola. I guess he doesn't think killing for money is, like, that reprehensible. It's just, yeah, like... It's fine. It's for money. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's heard he's a valiant guy who could have been somebody, you know, if he'd been taken seriously and been given a chance. Um, and he worries that if Bossola doesn't get a good job in some respect, his grievances will start to eat away at his goodness, like moths, um, you know, begin to grow in and eat away at a cloak that doesn't get worn enough. Is that from the book or is that you? That's from the book. He's just got a lot of beautiful metaphors and I've tried to include yeah. the ones that I really like. That's pretty dope, yeah. All that yeah. rap handling. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gives you a lot of time to think about stuff. <laughs> When you're all the metaphors look- have to do with rats, he's like, it rots, you know, like if rats <laughs> got inside someone, that'd be bad. <laughs> They're so inspiring. Bobbies, yeah, Bobbies. <laughs> that. that is an Academy Award-winning movie. It sure is. And they've called breasts Bobbies, amongst the reasons why it shouldn't have won. That's probably the, the top reason. Like it shouldn't have mm-hmm. won because they said Bobbies. <laughs> 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 it's just while the, the academy people are watching it they're like ticking or crossing certain boxes and as soon as bubbies happen they're like nah throw it no, out no they were like yeah 
They're like, that's what the that's what the film industry needs. Needs some shaking up. We need to be able to call breasts bobbies. <laughs> so people start to arrive in the I don't know. It's called a presence chamber. It's Whoa. where people are present. I like to imagine the room in the Emperor's New Groove where Yzma, like, torments all those peasants that ask her for things. Yes. Oh, in Princess Diaries, too. You know, when she's holding the court and, you know, someone gives her a chicken? (laughs) Yeah. Genovia? But yes. Mm. I'm into it. I get it. So Delio, uh, who, it seems is new in town. I think he lives in Rome normally. Um, He asks Antonio to give him a bit of inside knowledge into some of these movers and shakers that he's been working around. So, like, who's who in Amalfi? Um, So, first is the Duchess's older brother. Not the Cardinal, her other older brother. Mm. uh, Whom Antonio calls the Great Calabrian Duke, Prince Ferdinand, the real star of this play, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. Should we cast him as... um... Ah, uh, Jonathan Groff. Oh. No. Oh, he, yeah, actually, no. he could do it really well. Actually, yeah. Yeah, so, it's like King King George Jonathan Groff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So his his thing is, like, he's the... he Like, you could have, like, beat him up in high school, but now he's, like, has really, like, scary, threatening energy as an adult. Like, <laughs> you know, like, thin kind of dweeby but also like a little bit psycho like that's okay now this just sounds like the the thin man in the charlie's angels the one that's obsessed with drew barrymore he's got like that sword keeps sniffing hair i don't know crispin glover crispin glover he could do it he could do it he for sure could do it god you're coming out with some great options for this anyway so Prince Ferdinand. I don't even know who's um. Well, who's the other one that's not Timothy Chalamet? Antonio. Delio. And Delio? He doesn't really. I don't matter. know who Delio is. Yeah. De- uh, Zach Braff. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the friend. <laughs> um, who's the cardinal going to be though? I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Irons' energy, I suppose. Oh. You know, like. Okay. I will always cast Jeremy Irons in anything ever. Yeah. Always. But I'm just, I'm probably just thinking of him because he plays uh, Rodrigo Borgia in the Borgias. And that's kind of the energy that this cardinal well, has. That's fine. We'll yeah. go with that. That's Jeremy Irons. Sure. Okay. Um, so Prince Ferdinand sweeps into the room, interrupting everyone. That's, that's what he does. He's talking about war sports um, that they've been having lately. And he asks the room when they're going to give up the war games and have an actual war. Oh, okay. He's like, so when are we going to get to the real war, gentlemen? And um, an intense dude. Yeah, one of the courtiers, Castruccio, suggests to him that war isn't actually super fun and maybe he shouldn't want to have one so bad. Um, Ferdinand basically goes, ugh. Like, what a, the, he, he says now for some gravity, which is like the 17th century version of ugh. <laughs> um, but he does indulge Castruccio in asking him why he thinks that. And Castruccio says that while it might be fitting for a soldier to rise to the position of a prince, um, it's not fitting for a prince to descend to the position of a soldier. Uh. Mm, I know, it's very witty. Um, mm. In Italy at this time, basically, you didn't have... Italy wasn't one kingdom. It was a bunch of independent city-states. So... 
it was like Rome was its own little kingdom and its prince or king was kind of the pope. But then you had all the other Italian cities around it. So you had like Florence and they had um, a prince and that was the Medici family. Or, and Venice had its own prince and Milan and Naples and and a couple other different cities around. So they were all independent and they were constantly warring with each other. Um, and then and then also warring with France sometimes and warring with, um, you know, the Holy Roman Empire of Germany. When does Italy later. just become one big pizza pie? Not until like the late 1800s. Not for a really long time. Um, it's like one of the last... Um, I think like just being poor. Um, hmm. Like running out of money. <laughs> They're like, you all want to move in together? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, How do you know all this? That's crazy. I can barely remember. I did a thesis what happened two days ago <laughs> on Italy. You did a thesis on Italy. It it was relevant. That's true. Anyway, Castruccio reckons it would be better for the Duke to delegate someone to go to war for him, right? Um. Ferdinand retorts that maybe he should also delegate people to eat and sleep for him too. At least then he'd save time and not like miss out on honor. <laughs> okay, they're just really coming for each other. This, this is like the um, RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked, <laughs> yeah. them up, and they're yeah. all just like, "Well, maybe if you didn't wear like." Oh, here we go. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. Um, so Castruccio indulges him. You see, he's a very emotionally volatile prince. Um, Prince Ferdinand remembers that Castruccio's wife, Julia, doesn't like... Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. Emotionally volatile. I think mm. the prince should be... Um, what's his name? He's in The Death of Stalin, and he's the, the son, the really mentally unstable one. Vasily. It's Rupert Friend. Let me look that up. Vasily. I'm gonna... Oh, yeah, yeah, he was funny. Sorry. Remember he comes in and I he's got, really like, that hockey yeah. team? He and I was like, I don't really know what job. happened to the plane that crashed with the other <laughs> hockey team. But also, here's the thing. I think Timothy Chalamet would also probably do a really good job. No, he's just Antonio. He's he's fine. He's he could, But can you imagine him playing, like, um, ooh, Robert Pattinson in The King? <laughs> oh. So it's like is just Robert Pattinson the prince in? Is he Ferdinand? Well, yeah, because like I, I, unhinged. Yeah. Like Robert Pattinson in The Devil All the Time, which I still haven't seen, but I think that's the energy. No, he's more he's more sleazy in The Devil All the Time. I think in The King, he's a bit unhinged, and that's kind of what we And want he's got that great accent. <laughs> Amazing. All right. That, Robert but Pattinson it's an Italian in accent. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Okay, I really want you to see the film version because in it, it's a guy from Peaky Blinders um, who Ooh, plays him. He's amazing. Um, he's um, you don't which see much of him Blinders. in Peaky Blinders. He's the accountant with the little round glasses to the the horse um, kingpin in season one. Um, they come into the Peaky Blinders pub and like this is when the Peaky Blinders are pushing into their territory. Is he old? David Dawson. So he's wearing like little round glasses and peaky blinders. Oh, and uh, they're at the pub and something happens. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. Happens. Anyway, he he's prob- he's the perfect one, honestly, for the role. He does such an amazing job. He does kind of look like fucking mm. Rupert Friend, though. Got mm. and yeah. he also kind of looks like our Pats. They all have that like intense, like forehead, dark eyes energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still gonna go with Robert Pattinson because I know him better. Yeah, and that's I, fair. I love him more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you and I are gonna watch this play at some point. 
Prince Ferdinand remembers that Castruccio's wife, Julia, doesn't like fighting. And he tries to remember a joke she made at the expense of a captain she met who was severely wounded. She said something about um, there being enough bandages on him to make a tent out of. And Ferdinand's <laughs> like, now that's comedy. Now that's what I call comedy. <laughs> Castruccio tries to get him onto a different topic. He asks the, the Duke, the Prince, if he likes Castruccio's new Spanish horse. He's like, yeah, what do you think of my new horse? Uh, Your Majesty? <laughs> Your Highness? <laughs> Um, Ferdinand uh, is successfully distracted. He um, nice. He's very complimentary about the horse. He shows off his classical knowledge a little, quoting Pliny, and he says that the horse was born of the wind and ballasted with quicksilver. Oh my god, it's spirit by... The horse is spirit, <laughs> voiced by Matt Damon. That voice by Matt Damon. I love that you're about to call spirit... You were about to say spirit by Matt Damon, like he... <laughs> and I was like, hang on. It's like Mark by Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. <laughs> For Mark Jacobs. For Matt Damon. Yes. Um. So he's like, yeah, the horse is ballasted by Quicksilver. And one of the other courtiers, Sylvia, makes a joke, makes a joke saying, true, my lord, he reels from the tilt often. Um, which means, wow. and I might not have this exactly right, but it means something like, yeah, he's so quick to puss out when other horses run at him at the joust. Like wow, sick horse burn. Yeah. So everybody laughs. But then Ferdinand oh. is like, why are you laughing? Oh and like God. everyone falls immediately quiet. Um, and Ferdinand says this. He says, Methinks that uh methinks you that are courtiers should be my touchwood. Take fire when I give fire. That is laugh when I laugh. <laughs> Were the subject never so witty. So yeah, basically <laughs> Amazing. So people, like, clear their throats awkwardly. Is he <laughs> older than the cardinal or younger than the cardinal? Younger. Yeah. Okay, so there's three kids. So just there's the cardinal's oldest, he's middle, and the youngest is the yeah. mysterious duchess. Yeah. Um, Castruccio gets back to his job, which is basically just calming down the prince. Um, <laughs> Who plays him? Job. Um, he's just, like, an old guy. He's, like, an old, doddery old sort of... Um, Oh, your majesty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, no, I've got someone in mind. I'm just trying to... No, just some old white dude with white hair and like... Some old white dude, like a little goatee. It doesn't matter. So, Castruccio says, sometimes he hears a great joke, but he pretends not to have the crass sense of humor to understand it. (laughs) (laughs) He'll just be like, that was good, but I'm... I'm too fancy to laugh. <laughs> I laugh in private. <laughs> um, they talk more about Castruccio's hilarious wife, Julia, again. Um, I'm into Julia. Lover. Apparently she doesn't like his jester, um, whom Ferdinand thinks is very funny. Apparently he can't speak, he's mute, like has had his tongue cut out or something, but he makes faces, um, oh. which everyone thinks is very amusing. Um, Ferdinand asks why... does he why have his tongue cut out? Oh, I, I don't know if he does, but he oh. just can't speak. All they say is that he can't speak. Maybe he's one of those Avoks in, like, the Hunger Games. You know, when you try to escape and they cut your tongue out. Yeah. He's just a servant. Side note, we've been watching Hunger Games. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. It I really love the is. Hunger Games. Because we, um, we, we watched uh, that after series, and that was terrible. And we're yeah. like, oh, let's watch something more terrible. So we watched Divergent. And then we were like, God, my brain is on fire. Let's watch something not terrible. And then we were like, oh, yeah, Hunger Games. We're going to watch the second one tonight. And it's a clock. 
Remember? Oh, yeah, the best I remember one. that. It's a class. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, so Julia. Italian courts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Julia, Ferdinand asks why Julia doesn't like the fool, because Trutria says that it's not that she she does find him funny, but she's worried that laughing too much will give her wrinkles. So oh. <laughs> Ferdinand offers to design her an instrument that will hold her face still while she laughs. Nice. And I can only imagine, like, clockwork orange-style head. Yeah, like... like something really <laughs> upsetting. Why does Ferdinand like, think he, he has does the right in the play. to do that? <laughs> this is what he does in the play. I can't, like, explain it. I'm sorry for the for the um, podcast, but he goes like this. Like, he goes like this. <laughs> I will design her an instrument. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, we need, a, like, a gif of that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Ferdinand mentioned he's going to head to one of the courtiers, Sylvia's house in Milan for a bit. He's going to hang out in Milan. The cardinal comes in, followed by the duchess herself. Oh. And the duchess's lady's maid, Cariola. Now, you know what a lady's maid is now because you've been watching Downton Abbey. Yeah, bro. Why is she named Ariola? Cariola. Yeah, Ariola. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's up with boobskin? Let's go. <laughs> um, so they mill around and Delio and Antonio snack on canapes in the corner and Delio's like, Okay, you promised you'd serve me the tea about these people. So what's the Cardinal really like? Like they say he's brave that he's fought single combats before and Antonio's like, No way, he's just like a nasty old priest, my dude. <laughs> like My dude. <laughs> it's all hearsay. So apparently if the Cardinal is jealous of any man well, doesn't like someone, I guess. He he doesn't do anything to them directly, but he'll, like, strew people in their way, like bad influences, flatterers, panderers, spies. Atheists also makes the list. Um, mm. Sort of bringing about their downfall by subterfuge. Oh, it's um, like so Dorian Gray. Yeah, he's, like, a bit of a, a, bit of a Machiavellian, like, mover and shaker behind the scenes. Apparently he tried to be Pope. Oh, yeah, but he ran in... for Pope and he lost. Like, <laughs> yeah, class he can't pay pretty hard. Yeah, <laughs> he posted up the hallways like, "Vote oh. Cardinal." He doesn't have a name. <laughs> Vote Cardinal if you want the best to know. <laughs> that was the problem because <laughs> they're all cardinals, so people would have been like, like "Which one?" <laughs> <laughs> they're like Cardinal One. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> So the Duchess. Um, I keep imagining her as Alicia Vikander for some reason. I'm thinking of Kitty, I guess. Yeah, she could do that really well. She could do that really well. Um, they it's Gemma Arterton in the play, in the stage Mm. play, and she's wonderful. She does such a great job. So yeah, like someone. Well, we'll hear we'll hear a description of her in a second. But let me finish the Cardinal. Um, Dope. So he tried to, he, he ran for Pope, <laughs> um, but instead of coming to the position righteously, earning the votes um, of the other cardinals with his virtues or organizational skills or like, you know, ideas for prom. Um, hmm. he, senior day, yeah, senior skip day. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a common room, like a new chair for the common room. He attempted to get the position by bestowing such big bribes, Antonio says that it was like he was expecting to steal the position of Pope from under the nose of God himself. It was like, his bribes were so big, oh. it was like he didn't think God would notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dope line. That's You're a Panic in the Disco song right there. It is, like, like the title right. of a song. Yeah, oh my gosh. Like, I write Tinsel Tragedy, so. No, a few yeah. where you can't sweat out. 
just first mm-hmm. pa- like best panic tbh yeah yeah it oh. is it's like it's mm-hmm. when they were really their own they sound were, they were like 17 yeah yeah god and they were like 18 or 19 and they were mormons and i'm like why are they writing about fucking in a car <laughs> <laughs> that was why because they were that mormons. was why yeah the call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh inside my God. The, the car was inside of us all along. <laughs> so Deli is like, enough about the cardinal. What about his brother? And Antonio is like, oof. So, and this is the quote. A most perverse and turbulent nature. He speaks with others' tongues and hears men's suits with other ears, dooms men to death by information, rewards by hearsay. The law to him is like a foul black cobweb to a spider. He makes it his dwelling and a prison to entangle those who shall feed him. So basically, he's like an unpredictable lying psychopath. Love it. Love him. Good for him. Literally our paths in the king. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah. That's just him. Um... And then Antonio goes on. Now their sister. Oh boy. You ever seen a perfect woman, Delio? Here's one. So, yeah, exactly. So this is his description of her. For her discourse, like the words she says, is so full of rapture. You will only be, you only will begin then to be sorry when she doth end her speech and wish in wonder she held it less vain glory to talk much than your penance to hear her. So basically like a 1600s version of You Don't Know You're Beautiful by One Direction. Oh my god. Yeah, she's like, she's gorgeous, but she's modest. Like, she doesn't... She, she doesn't know she's beautiful. She finishes with let... Sorry, he finishes his speech about the Duchess with the quote, let all sweet ladies break their flattering glasses, um, mirrors, and dress themselves in her. So oh. he's like, she's the, she's the one. She's the perfect woman. Delio is like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cariola, the Duchess's maid, stops by to inform Antonio that he's been called to see the Duchess in the gallery in 30 minutes Ooh. or so. I don't know what the gallery's for. Looking at pictures. For seeing Antonio. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Antonio and Delio head out. Why is Delio shadowing Antonio? Is he like a little intern or something? I think he's like an exchange student. I think he's normally in Rome. So he's just like staying over he's like (laughs) show me around (laughs) yeah okay so now ferdinand gets the duchess's attention and she's like what's up my weird terrible bro (laughs) (laughs) um he's like can you hire this dude for me his name's bossola he was a prison ship slave um she's like oh yeah i heard and ferdinand's like but he's better now um served his time um, the cardinal saying this, not Ferdinand. Yeah, so she doesn't know about that. Ferdinand is the one. Prince Ferdinand, uh, Rob Arpats, is is asking her to hire Bossola. Oh, yeah. How did Bossola get to Arpats? All right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they're all in this one room together, but um, yeah, we don't know how they know each other yet. Um, he's like, "Can you hire this dude?" She's like, "Sure, dog." Um. Since you're vouching for him, he must be all right, as I'm sure you would never intentionally steer me uh, wrong. And so she heads off. So he's like, he's like, all right, cool. She's going to hire Bossola to take care of her horses. He's going to be horse guy. Okay. Ferdinand and Cardinal now have an evil brother meeting. Nice. Yes. 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 
together. They've decided to get Bustler to spy on the Duchess. Ugh, um, okay. Yeah. Ferdinand is thinking maybe they should get Antonio instead since he seems like a little bit more on the ball and he's like intimately involved in all the Duchess's shit. But the Cardinal mm-hmm. is like, nah, Antonio's like an upstanding guy. He wouldn't do yeah. it. Bustle is our guy. Like, he's killed a dude for me. He's mad yeah, at me, but like, <laughs> he needs money. Me, but he'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oop, here he comes. He's mad at me, so I better go. Don't forget to ask him to spy on our sister. <laughs> see you later. All right, see <laughs> Why do they want her spied on? Mm. And it's about her. The play's about her. It's Colt. It's named after her. It is named Ooh. after her. I'm excited. Yeah, so he leaves, and Ferdinand is like, "What's up, Bossler?" And Bossler was like, "I was told there would be pizza." Like, he's just... <laughs> someone said there was free food. I well, yeah, he literally I says, "I was lured to you," so and we don't know what they used to lure him into this room where Ferdinand literally was waiting. Literally free food. So it could have been free food. Um, and Ferdinand, like, I heard is someone like... drop one whole dollar in that room. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what? And Ferdinand is like, "How about a pizza? This evil conspiracy." she had her arms up for like 10 seconds (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm fucking bustle is actually like yeah sure but it's it's actually pizza (laughs) (laughs) i'm really hungry i haven't eaten since the prison ship (laughs) (laughs) i haven't eaten since my one piece of bread in prison i haven't eaten since i got this orphan to steal me a piece of pie yeah, so they're there. Ferdinand, Ferdinand is like, how do you feel about gold coins? What's your opinion of them? Fucking love them. Um, I, I hope you know I'm paraphrasing a lot of this. Just assume unless I say that I'm quoting word for word what people yes. are saying that I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, so he hands Bosler the bag of coins. Bosler is like, nice. who do you want me to kill? Just straight <laughs> off the bat. And who Ferdinand am I is like, like, no, no, you don't have to kill them. Well, Ferdinand is literally like, sounds like someone's obsessed with murdering people. <laughs> Put a pin in that, but I do want you to spy on my sister. Okay. <laughs> Don't kill her. Just spy on her. Um, so he basically says, she's recently widowed. And since she's young, there will probably be people who want to marry her. Um, nice. You know, get mouthy. Um, pretty pretty nice house um and he says i would not have her marry again no reason no reason no reason literally Basler says no sir and ferdinand replies do not you ask the reason but be satisfied i will not man people said things in a really long way they did yeah like, just say nah dog <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah dog nah dog it's a no for me <laughs> Bustler is like you're trying to make me a bad person I don't want your blood money um, and Ferdinand yeah. is like no 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 that gold is a present and so is your new job as horse guy horse, horse guy <laughs> um, so Bustler complains for a bit and Ferdinand starts uh, duke explaining espionage to him <laughs> he like, tells him how to <laughs> he's like make sure you listen to her doors and you do this and that and puzzle is like okay when um, do i get to meet the horses is there and do they have pizza is there any pizza <laughs> i'm so hungry this is italy there should be at least a piece anything. floating around i would like, kill for bruschetta a fucking breadstick will do at this point mm. 
Um, so they eventually agree to the deal and part ways. So next scene, we have the Duchess attended by Cariola. Um, and her brothers are saying goodbye to her before they head back to Rome. They both basically explicitly tell her not to marry again in this scene. And she like, doesn't put up much of a don't fight. Marry anyone, bye. Yeah. Um, she doesn't put up much of a fight, but she does get some clever quips in. She says that diamonds are most valued that have passed through more jewelers' hands. Um, and then Ferdinand retorts that by that rule, whores are precious. Okay. This word, not mine. Um, she Good calms one. him down. Um, and she says she has no intentions to remarry. Like she and like Castruccio and like the others in Ferdinand's court seem to have developed like specific skills to constantly manage like his emotions. <laughs> oh. And you get the sense that they can all sense like a violent outburst on the horizon constantly. And like even if we didn't get Antonio's little character summary, we'd still get a sense that he's like legitimately a dangerous guy. <laughs> Yeah, they've got they've run like drills. They're like, oh, it's um, it's a oh, what's a thing? It's a code red or code yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, quick, someone get his blankie. No, um, <laughs> someone bring up horse guys. Someone say someone tell a joke, but like you know, the really good one, but none. But nobody laughs. Yeah, <laughs> only laugh if um, you laugh. The cardinal adds in particular, he says, now don't you go and get secretly married under the cover of night. And she's like, cross my heart and hope to die. I won't do that really specific thing. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he I'll leaves the other two alone. <laughs> and she sasses Ferdinand a little once the, other, um, once the cardinal's left. She says that it sounds like they rehearsed this speech together. Um, <laughs> like they had a little moves that they did. <laughs> like a um, skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Ferdinand responds by taking out their father's knife and showing oh, it to okay. her. He says, I'd hate to see it get rusty. Hey. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the implication is like, because it was his father's, he ha- he'd hate to see it get rusty. He wants to take care of it. He doesn't want it to get spoiled in the sense that because she's his sister, he doesn't want her to get spoiled um, by, I don't know, fucking a man with a penis she was already married so yeah yeah which makes it strange strange it definitely sounds like it was a marriage of like strategy though especially because she's like now the duchess of this huge city state um big old palace that's kind of what they would do back then um finally left alone so he get he leaves as well. He's going to Milan, I think, or something. The Duchess mulls it over, and she thinks to herself. So she's like giving a soliloquy, as you do in theater at this point in time, where a soliloquy is a speech um, delivered to the audience that a character that reveals like a character's emotions or inner thoughts. But yeah, there's a voiceover. Come who on. don't know? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, freeze frame. Yep. So that. <laughs> Bet you're wondering. Why my brothers? Why my brothers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she she thinks to herself. She decides that she doesn't care what her brothers say. Basically, she compares herself to knights in battle who are able to achieve uh, incredible feats of strength because they know how much danger they're in. It's like you know your sense of fear or your danger, the adrenaline you have will make you like lift a car or whatever. Not cars, obviously. Um, a horse. Um. A goat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like mommy's strength back then was just lifting a horse off their child <laughs> yeah exactly so she's like um, you know the, the the danger that I'm in will make me 
will make this even greater of achievement. Basically, she says, um, quote, let old wives report I winked and chose a husband. Nice. You see, she's already chosen a man. Uh, Cariola is in on the secret. They're besties. Um, Cariola says, I'll conceal this secret from the world as warily as those that trade in poison keep poison from their children. So she's okay. ride or die. In- intense, but I get it. Everything's intense. It's They're Catholics, it has to be. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, so Cariola lets the man into her chambers. Nice. It's Antonio. It is Antonio. I wonder nice. if you're going to get it. <laughs> um, and I Cariola hides it. behind the Aris to hear them on the Duchess's request. So Aris is like, basically when you lived in these old castles in the olden times, they were they were all made of stone. They had no internal heating. They were fucking cold. They were just awful. So what they would do, partly in terms of like an insulation thing and partly for decoration, it was they would hang up huge tapestries um, pretty much on all, you know, all walls of all these rooms they would use. Um, and that was an insulation thing. But it also meant that the servants would stand behind the arras. So you didn't have to see them. <laughs> oh my god, um, like people hiding behind curtains and like comedy sketches. Yeah. And you see their feet sticking out. <laughs> Little feet sticking out. Exactly. So like the idea was that they could get around the palace and get to their jobs and stuff without like being seen. Um, and then you could come out you know as soon as someone needed you and then go back and you know like put them away (laughs) um when you didn't need them anymore and this was used often in plays as a way of like when people were spying on other people they just hide behind the arras so um but then you see their little feet sticking out (laughs) yeah and you see the form of them oh like (laughs) over the blanket (sighs) yeah like the faces (laughs) yeah like those pin things but um I guess they're just used to, like, really lumpy tapestry because they've got so much servants. Like, so many servants are just like, yeah, it's just horse man, whatever. Mm. Yeah, like, odds are if you you stabbed a tapestry with a sword, you'd kill someone. Amazing. (laughs) Just a bunch of servants pressed up against the wall, like, underneath a big tapestry. (laughs) Just, like, breathing heavily, getting really warm (laughs) there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's the past. That's oh, they're all like. Dutch ovening each other. Mm. Oh. Gross. So Carriola's is hiding behind the arras. The Duchess pretends. So Antonia walks in, and the Duchess pretends that she has a document she wants him to write for her. Okay. So she's like, "Sit down, get a pen." Um, like she's improving. <laughs> um, so he asks what it is that what document it is uh, she wants him to write, and she says her will. She says that it makes sense to do so now when she's in good health and perfect memory. And he's like, that makes sense. Um, she says it would be better if she had a husband to take care of her. But alas, like, she's going to have to do it herself. You know, just an independent woman, I guess. All alone um, in my castle. Just, like, horny and waiting. Kind <laughs> of half naked. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. You got it. So... And so she asks him, what should the first thing I do be? What should the first like, thing I leave to someone be? Um, and he says, the first thing you should do is provide for a good husband. Um, give him everything, he says. Ooh. And she says, everything? And he says, yes, your perfect self. Ooh. In a Yikes. winding sheet, she asks. Oh, God, I hate that. I think they've already like made out before. 
I think like they're so. They're both so there. horny. Yeah, they're flirting. They're flirting. They have at she's least, like, like, fingered each other. Yeah, and she's like, what a strange will. He says, it would be stranger if you didn't will to marry again. A little pun there. Um, and she asks what he thinks of marriage, and he says his opinion is similar to those people who deny the existence of purgatory. There is only heaven or hell. <laughs> Um, which is quite witty and cute. I don't get it. So marriage there. doesn't exist? No, no, no. Basically, <laughs> marriage, oh, no, can only, <laughs> marriage can only be heaven or hell. There's no middle. Oh. There's no As okay a married marriages. person, how do you feel about that blanket statement? Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know. And that was the last I, time I saw her, officer. <laughs> I feel like you should care that much about your marriage that it's either heaven or hell. If you don't care to the extent... Anyway, whatever. That's from another episode. So, That's from yeah, my other so, podcast, Wedding Blues with Sandy. <laughs> she gets him talking about like having how he feels about the idea of having children one day her like she's just like Are you, do you want kids like you know how you ask people um he gets misty eyed a little bit <laughs> from this <laughs> and she says oh dear your eye is bloodshot here hold my ring to it like it's like a home remedy sort of thing i think like maybe the ring is cold like an ice pack this is like sure. something they did anyway she takes off her ring and she offers it to him and he takes it and he puts it up to his eye and she um and at this point, she reveals that it, it was actually her wedding ring. Uh, and she vowed <gasps> to never part with it, except to her next husband. And he's like, oh, you got me. <laughs> no, she tricked he's him like, into marrying her. <laughs> um, he's like, you've parted with it now. And <laughs> she's like, yes. I am holding it. <laughs> and she's like, to help with your eyesight. And he's like, you have made me stark blind. That's what he says. What was and on she, the ring? <laughs> I, the way it's read like... in the play is really sweet. It's like you've you've made me stock blind. He says it mm. like like he's so in love. Like are we meant to root really for sweet. them? I don't know how I feel about her yet because she's I yeah. You're meant to root for them. I think it's really romantic, and she, he's like, she, and they're still like joking around, and she says how, and he's like, there's a devil dancing in the circle, and she's like, remove the devil. By placing the ring on your finger. And he's thunderstruck, so she does it for him. And then he kneels, because she's like, she's his queen. She's his duchess. Wow. Yeah. I think it's really romantic. The way they do it um, in the in the um, filmed adaptation of the stage show is just so lovely. It's just really sweet. He's stressed, though, that he's too low-born for her. Yeah. Because um, he works. She sues him. Yeah, she sues him and says this. She says, the misery of us that are born great. We are forced to woo because none dare woo us. She's like. I got to do everything myself around here. Everyone's too intimidated to ask her out on a date. Oh, you're like the hottest girl in school. And then she's like, no one's actually ever asked me out because they're too afraid. I'll say no. (laughs) Yeah. So she's also actually uh, she also says she's decided that they're officially married now. The church just oh, okay. has to like catch up um, with the paperwork, and so therefore Is they that should legal share. Back then, uh, I mean, like, eh. was it legally binding? That they're married now. No, no, probably not legally. No. Um, but anyway, she still says they should share a bed for tonight and lie awake nice. and talk together and plan fuck. how to 
plan how to appease her terrible brothers. <laughs> that And she's like, and that's all we're going to do. And if you're nervous about, like, remaining chaste, you can lay a naked sword on the bed between us. Yikes. Um, which has a double meaning in this period of time. Penis. Yeah. <laughs> so, Whose penis flirty. are they putting between them? Probably his. <laughs> I mean, I would hope. <laughs> do they fuck? That's all I want to know. Yeah, I think they do. They go to bed together. So. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking areola girls just there, like, <clears throat> just like sweating <laughs> behind the tapestry, like, okay. It's too late for me to slip out now, so hopefully they just don't notice my feet. <laughs> uh, anyway, some time has passed. Um, we skip forward a little bit. And Bossler has been working in the Duchess's palace for a while now. And he lets the audience know that he suspects she's pregnant. Ooh, and she's um, not married. Yeah. Mm. She's vomiting in the morning. She's putting on weight and is wearing unfashionably loose gowns. Okay. Um, so he's like brought her apricots, which he calls apricocks. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, just to try and trick her into revealing she's pregnant by eating them, I guess. Why is that a trick? If you eat an apricot when you're pregnant, does the baby die? I don't know. Um, is it like meanwhile, alcohol? I don't know. Meanwhile, Antonio is filling Delio in on the secret marriage because they're best mm. buds. Okay, and they happen upon Bossola, who says um, something emo about people being inherently evil. Okay. Um, yeah, and Antonio tells him to leave off being emo. He's allowed to be happy. He has a nice job doing horse stuff now. And Bossola's yeah. like, it's not a phase, Dad. Like, <laughs> It's not just horses, Dad. No. <clears throat> um. So anyway, the Duchess comes over. She's in a great mood. She's like, Ugh, damn, I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just waddling around. Yeah, she's having a great time. Bustler, she's like, Bustler, can you please organize for me one of those litters that the Duchess of Florence rides in so everyone has to carry me everywhere, please. Nice. The way she, like, says all this stuff is very charming. She's like, oh. She's just like a sweetie. She just seems like a fun friend, um, which is hard to translate from early modern English. So thanks for bearing so with worried. me. But anyway, um, he's like, the Duchess of Florence was pregnant when she did that, <laughs> um, which she ignores. And she gets someone to come fix her rough and she immediately sends them away again because their breath smells horrible and it's giving her mm. like palpitations. She's like super pregnant. She just like She's so can't pregnant. deal. She's yeah. gonna bust. Yeah. Um. She so, so Bustler gives her the apricocks, um, which she eats greedily. He thinks, and he's like pregnant confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but he likes it. He jokes around with her, and he's like, "Oops, I wish you'd wash them before you ate them because they've been ripened in horse dung." And she's like, "Oh, you." Um. Did he mean it? <laughs> <laughs> he probably well, anyway. did and he's like why is she laughing <laughs> <laughs> um, but then she's like oh no the apricots have made me sick I'm in a cold sweat I need to lie down so she's taken to her chamber it turns out she's actually going into labor right now Nice. Um, so they're getting a midwife to secretly come to the palace um, Antonio's explaining all this to Delio Bossel is gone so Antonio hatches a plan he gathers the courtiers and he tells them to lock the gates um 
as some of the Duchess's jewels are missing. This is fake. He's just, this is just their story. So he's like, no one come in or out. She's ill um, and her jewels have been thieved and we think they might be connected. Um, she wants all the officers to lock themselves in their rooms and send their nice. keys to um, their ch- send her the keys to their chests and doors so no one can like go Hotel anywhere and happen upon her. Baby. Pretty much, yeah. So they all agree. Everyone leaves except Antonio and Delio. Um, Antonio t- tells, sorry, Antonio sends Delio to Rome to keep an eye on the Duchess's evil brothers, just to make sure nice. like everything's kosher on that front. Um. Because although he trusts Delio, he's fearful. Um, like, this is very high stakes for him, obviously. It's and for the baby. Duchess. It's his lady. Yeah. Mm. It's his jewels. And, yeah. <laughs> Delio tells him um, that it's just a superstition. Oh, that his fears are just superstition. And that old friends, like old swords, are trusted the best. So he's like, you can trust me, brother. And then after Delio goes, Cariola enters carrying the new baby. A son. Oh, hello. Yeah. A and son. The new father, mm, and um, Antonio, the new father, rejoices. And he says he's going to, quote, set a nativity for the baby, which is some kind of, like, astrological reading prediction thing for their life. Um, probably invented to give fathers something to do. Okay. Um, during this period of time. Some horoscope okay. stuff. This baby is technically a bastard, then. It can't be an heir, even yeah. if they get married later. Because it was conceived yeah. when they weren't married. That's right. So that... Unless I think if they get married later, it's possible that he could naturalize the baby. I guess if you're um, like high status enough, but like in the well, that's it. Like God. she's a widow, so yeah, it's tricky. It's definitely tricky for her. But he doesn't seem like he's worried about it. Um, very much in the way that like they were worried about it in Anna Karenina. Like they're just so in love, and they I don't know. They might run away to freaking Milan. Well, I was going to say, like, Germany. Germany. Oh, or something. Oh, I don't know. Okay, fine. Yeah. What do you call it? Bordeaux? No. Belgium. Oh, Bordeaux. <laughs> Holland. I don't know. Bordeaux's Ooh, in France. Nice. They could go there. Yeah, I don't know. They could go anywhere. Maybe. Who knows? You do. You've read this. I don't know. Well, they don't go anywhere. Oh, so bummer. ignore all of that. So meanwhile, outside the palace, Bossler is snooping around, as he will, as he does, as he is wont to do. To do. Skulking around. And he's got a lantern, and he thinks he heard a woman shriek from the direction of the Duchess's chambers, and he's made more suspicious by Antonio's orders to confine the officers to their rooms. He already thinks she's pregnant, so he's like, mm, what's going down? While he's snooping around out here, Antonio enters with a candle and his sword drawn, and he because he's heard someone, he's seen the light, so he's like, "Hey." Um, when he realizes that it's Bossola, he asks if he heard a noise from the Duchess's chamber. Bossola denies hearing anything. He's like, "Oh, maybe." Oh, if it's not horses, I don't know, sir. Uh, I'm just the horse guy. I, I just horse. Horse. Oh, I hear a neigh. I better. <laughs> They're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> they're cold. <laughs> well, that, all right. And he, he says that he's ignoring the curfew order only because he wanted to pray in peace. He's just like, oh, I just thought I'd take the advantage of the peace and quiet to, to say know. hi to my friend Jesus. Check in, you know, talk about the horses. Just Yeah, let's pray for the oh, horses. Let's, let's do it. Um, so they're both kind of suspicious of each other. They're both just like, you're the two Spider-Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and Antonio claims that he's calculating the horoscope. This is this horoscope that he's holding in his hand for the baby. He's actually claiming he's calculating a horoscope to figure out who stole the jewels. Yeah, that um, works. Yeah, which that's fine. And he tells Bustler that he's the main suspect. <gasps> as his apricocks seem to have poisoned the Duchess why at the same time they, that her jewels went missing. Apricocks. Okay. Is I this don't know. just a funny author thing? He's like, ah. No, oh. I think they just were at the time. Okay. So yeah, so Bustle is like, no way, man. Not me, the horse guy. No. Yeah, I'm just a horse guy. And he insults Antonio, and it's such a good insult that Antonio gets a nosebleed. <gasps> what was it? Oh, I knew you were gonna ask you that. I don't know. It was just like, oh, maybe you dick. you're so it was such a jewel dude. You're such a dick. So it was good enough for a nosebleed, and you didn't think to fucking include that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Let me just look at that. Duchess of Malfi. So okay, so. You're going to be really disappointed by this. Basically, oh. Bustle is like, you're a bad steward. And Antonio's like, saucy slave, I'll pull thee up by the roots. So he's like, I could pull him up like a tree. And then Bustle says, well, maybe the ruin, like maybe the tree will crush you to pieces. And then Antonio's and nose then, bled because he was like, Fuck And then his nose taste. starts bleeding. Yeah, he's. <laughs> it's Timothy Chalamet's nose we're talking about here, right? He's just like, that's yeah. so intense. Yeah, um, yeah, and basically, like, nose bleeding is, like, a bad omen. Well, it's, ne- it's never um, a good one, is it? He's like, oh, no, that's a bad omen. Um, and Antonio's like, good thing I'm not superstitious, and nothing bad's probably gonna happen. Um, he and says so while he tells- holding the astrology chart. <laughs> yeah. So he tells Bustler not to pass the Duchess's chambers on his way back to his room, and he leaves. Bustler finds the piece of paper Antonio dropped. Antonio's like... <laughs> Don't you find me out? And then he leaves a big clue on the ground. And the boss is like, what's this, a clue? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then it, and he sees that it's, um, a horoscope, obviously, like a birth horoscope for a child. And it says that the child's going to have a short life and a violent death. And Bustler now knows that the Duchess has had a child and that Antonio is in her confidence, but he doesn't realize yet that Antonio is the father. Oh, no. This poor... Yeah, I understand wanting to throw away that birth chart. That's like the worst one you can do for your baby. (laughs) Worst birth chart (laughs) ever, Antonio. The only other bad one would be, like... Likes... Minions or whatever, I don't know. Minions, yeah, I don't know. What's something bad that we don't like? (laughs) Likes. Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bustle is like, all right, better send a letter to the brothers in Rome in the morning about this. And this is the kind of stuff they wanted me to find out, I guess. So now we go for a quick He's been jaunt. sending them letters about horses this whole time, and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> That's not it. This is just like a little PS at the end. He's like, Fru Fru has been running great. Oh, <laughs> um, Fru Fru. Oh, Fru made me oh. made myself sad. Yeah. So we we go t- for a quick jaunt to Rome. Nice. Now, so at the Cardinal's Palace, he has his own palace because cardinals are loaded. Um, Julia, who is Castruccio's hilarious wife, remember? Mm-hmm. Fun explains, Julia. Explains. Yeah. 
explains how she convinced her husband to let her go with Rome without him so she and the Cardinal can bone. Oh, no. Julia, Um, make better decisions. (laughs) Yeah. Julia worries about the Cardinal cheating on her. She's like, are you cheating on me? But he says, you just think that because you're a cheater. Yeah. Is and cheating also, yeah, on I am your cheating on you. It's fine. <laughs> a servant enters to tell Julia that someone is carrying post from someone who is carrying post from Malfi um, wants to see her. Nice. Um, and it's Dilio, who um, was her suitor once. One time oh. he was after her, um, and he enters and he offers her some money as a favor. He's like, "You had it for cash. You need some cash." And she's like, "Is it for my husband?" He's like, "No, it's mine." And she's like, "Well, I want to hear what you want first before I <laughs> take it." Kind of cash are we talking here? Yeah, but he's most like, likely yes. <laughs> so another servant enters to tell Julia that her husband is in Rome as well, oh. um, and has delivered a letter to Ferdinand that has left him in a very foul mood. So Ooh. we presume that it's the letter from Bosler about her. Having a baby. The horses, yeah. Yeah. Um, after the servant leaves, Dilio asks Julia to be his mistress. Um, she says she'll ask her husband about it. And he doesn't know if she's joking or not. Yeah. <laughs> she's Sounds so funny. Great. He's worried that his the that this bad news Castruccio delivered to Ferdinand is about the Duchess's secret marriage. Which Uh-oh. it kind of is. It's about her secret baby. Ferdinand is also in the Roman palace uh, and he is indeed carrying the letter from Bosler, which tells Uh-oh. about the Duchess's pregnancy and he is beside himself with rage. He, the Cardinal like keeps it cool. He's like not happy about it, but Her- Ferdinand is like flying off the handle. Yeah. And course. this is what he says. Oh, yeah. Here's the cursed day to prompt my memory and here it shall stick to love her bleeding heart and make a sponge to wipe it out. It's intense, isn't it? Now that's some rat boy speak if I ever heard any. <laughs> like the Quentin Tarantino of the sixteen hundreds, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Heart blood sponge. Dead baby. Um horses. So yeah, so he finishes by saying, um I'm confident had I been damned in hell and should have heard of this, it would have put me into a cold sweat. I'll go to sleep. Till I know who loves my sister, I'll not stir. That known, I'll find scorpions to string my whips and fix her in a general eclipse. So he's like, not fucking around. He's gonna. He's gonna fuck her up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He's gonna hurt some people. Yeah. He's a psycho. Path. Here we go. Oh shit! Is what I wrote. <laughs> oh shit. So Delia's back from Rome at the Duchess's palace, uh, and so is Ferdinand. Ferdinand's back as well. Since Delia left, Antonio informs him the Duchess has had two more children. So I guess it's been like quite a while. Wait, so um, she has three kids now? She has three. They have three kids together now. So, I so Delia that, like, has been gone for at least three years. He's been walking yeah. to Rome and walking to Amalfi. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I assume that he had business in Rome, but it's also kind of weird to me that Ferdinand didn't do anything about this. Like, he just sat on this anger. Yeah, because he was so angry. Like, he's like, years. I'm going to do stuff. And he's like, in three years, though. Yeah, well, that's like, he. I guess it makes sense in that he said he wouldn't do anything until he finds out who the father is. But I oh, yeah. don't think he has found out who the father is. So maybe he's like, I don't know. I don't really know what's going on there, but. Anyway, three years later. So it's been a while. Yeah. Um. So, Dilio asks if the brothers know about 
the children yet, and Antonio says that he fears they do because Ferdinand has been behaving suspiciously since his arrival in Malfi. Delio asks what the common people in Malfi know, and Antonio says they call the Duchess a strumpet. Oh. Um, which is an old-fashioned word for Hugh. Um, Hugh. <laughs> Hugh. <laughs> but no one has any idea that they're married, so. Marriage, I guess, is easier to hide than pregnancy. Well, yeah. For some reason. Got little children. Ferdinand and the Duchess enter, with Bustler snooping along behind. <laughs> Ferdinand tells the Duchess that he's found a husband for her. Um, a guy called Count Malatesti, who's, like, kind of the worst. So, you know who Bossler is? He's fucking Filch from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Skulking around, hearing things. Mm. But he can fight, I guess. And the Duchess is like, mm, I don't know if I feel like being married again. Um... <laughs> You told me not to marry. So, are they? Is she trying to pretend that she has no children? <laughs> like, well, she's she 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 actually asks to address rumors about her honor. She's like, "Hey, you probably heard people talking shit about me." But Ferdinand's like, "I don't even listen to those people." Um, he says, "Let me be ever deaf to it." Um, and he says that even if such rumors were true, his powerful love for her could forgive oh. her anything, which is a lie. A lie. Hmm. So what's she saying about the three kids? She's like, I just found them. Yeah, she's like, they were oh, in a box outside the palace, I and I just <laughs> like kittens. Yeah, Oliver and Company. Um, they just floated up on the river in a basket. So I think three God times. Wants me to say. <laughs> um, so Bustler has stolen a key to the Duchess's bedchamber for Ferdinand, who takes it. Bustler is like, what are you gonna do with it? better if you don't know um, <laughs> ferdinand responds can you guess bossola <laughs> says no ferdinand says do not ask then <laughs> then so. then don't <laughs> yeah oh, which no. is i think how i'm gonna start answering questions <laughs> hey what are you doing can you guess <laughs> no <laughs> then don't then ask, don't ask. <laughs> um in the duchess's bed chamber she and antonio flirting they tell Cariola that she ought to get married. Oh, Ariola's gonna die. She, <laughs> she is asks, expendable. She asks them, hypothetically, that if she was proposed to by three young men, one with wisdom, one with riches, and one with an insane asylum, um, which one should what? she pick? I'm just, it's a Dracula joke. Get it? Because Lucy had three suitors. Alana gets it. Alana's oh, raising the roof. Wait, did you write this in or was this in the... the I story? wrote it in. No, she says one with wisdom, one with riches, and one with beauty. Oh. Um, which should she pick? What a throwback. <laughs> anyway, after joking around a bit with them, she, um, the Duchess sends both Antonio and Cariola away. I guess he can't, like, stay with her too long in that room. Or people will guess. Maybe they meet up later. I'm not sure what the deal is. But anyway, she's just sitting there. She's by herself. She's at a little vanity table. She's brushing her hair in front of the mirror. Oh, no. And she starts kind of talking aloud to herself, oh, wondering no. if her hair's turning gray. And she decides that when it does, she'll make all the other ladies at court powder their hair to match hers. Nice. Um, which is cute. Power move. Is Ferdinand, Ferdinand in the room right now? I'm so scared. Ferdinand enters behind her, but she can't see him. Oh, no. She thinks, she hears him though. She thinks he's Antonio. Uh oh. She says that she would have thought her brother's presence in the palace would make him keep to his own room. But suppose this Antonio would say that fear makes the love more exciting. 
She assures him he'll get no more children until her brothers consent to the match. Then she realizes it's not Antonio standing behind her. Uh And she's like, oh, that was um, improv. I'm rehearsing for my own play. Um, It's really cool in the... Uh, in the Globe production, mm. yeah, because she's sitting in front of a mirror. Like it's when he walks behind her and she sees him in the mirror that she just stops talking. It's pretty Spook. cool. Um, and she, that, and that point, she bravely says that whether her destiny is to live or die, she will do either with the dignity of a prince. So she's like, "I'm royalty, and I'm gonna act like it." Ferdinand says, "Die then," mm. and he puts his knife in her hand. He wants her to commit suicide. He's expecting her to do it himself. He's like, your honor's failed. You need to kill yourself. Um, and she tries to talk to him, but he won't let her. She protests that she's married. Like, she's, she's you know, this is all legal. She's not, like, doing this out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's kosher religious-wise. Yes, and um, then, come on, Sandy. <laughs> and know. then she asks if he'd be willing to meet her husband. Like, will you meet him? And he says, if I did meet him, I would kill him. So it's better that I don't. And in his hysteria, because he's like, you know, you know how he is. He's he's a trigger temper, hair trigger. Um, He said he tells her a story. He's like, I'm going to tell you a story real quick about reputation, (laughs) love and death. Who walked together once. So once upon a time, reputation, love and death walked together. And then they decided to part ways. Death told the others they would find him in great battles or cities rife with plague. Love said he could be found in the company of unambitious shepherds without dowries. Reputation begged the others not to leave and told them that once he parted from any man or woman, he could never be found again. So he leaves her sitting there with the knife in her hands. Hang on. Can I just bring up the fact that uh, Mm. two of those people... Are like Taylor Swift albums, <laughs> Reputation and <laughs> Love, Her. Love, and I'm just love like, her. It, her death, next one's Death. Earth. It's just Death. Okay. But, um, anyway, mm. she'll be fine. She doesn't have to kill herself. It's, hope she doesn't. She probably does. I don't know. Old times are mm. crazy. Oh no. Antonio and Cariola enter again. Antonio has a gun. They saw ah. Ferdinand leave. And they were really worried. So they're like coming in. They're like <laughs> locked and loaded. They're like, we got to protect our duchess. Um, Antonio blames Cariola for snitching on them. He's like, you snitched on us? And she's like, no. <laughs> Did you hear the um, thing that I said about the poison and the kids? It was so cool. <laughs> um, then Bossila knocks at the door. And so Antonio <laughs> has to like leave before they can let him in. He's like, oh, I'm not here. Um, so Bossola reports that Ferdinand has left for Rome and asks the Duchess why she seems upset. Um, you know, he asks why she's upset. She makes up a story about Antonio falsifying her accounts. Um, she's like, I'm upset at Antonio, my steward. He's falsified my accounts. And she tells this lie because she knows that it's going to force Antonio to flee from Malfi and therefore escape. Um, so an escape potential harm. So she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to force Antonio's hand, make him leave Malfi, um, under pain of like imprisonment, I guess, um, to protect him basically. Mm. It's like a sacrifice. Um, she tells Bossola to get her officers to arrest Antonio and Bossola leaves. Antonio returns and she like tells him what the plan is and that it's already in motion. It's too late. This is what's going on. And she demands that he flee to Ancona where she will send her portable property to him. So like her jewels and her gold and everything, her treasure, 
and then she can like catch up with him later. So when Bossola returns with the officers, the Duchess pretends to berate Antonio. She's like, I love you so much. I love you. And you stole from me, you bastard. <laughs> Give me back my jewels. <laughs> so, but then she tells them to let him go freely, just like exile him. She doesn't want the, fu- the public to find out, apparently, about his crimes and, and blame her for being a fool. Okay. Um, she's trying to hush money so she banishes him and he leaves the duchess takes the opportunity to ask what the officers opinions of antonio are and they complain that he's you know he's kind of stingy i mean like <laughs> yeah i'm glad you fired him like he he was the worst um and, like, and when they leave when they leave is like man those guys suck and he actually defends antonio despite their despite their past friction and he says to the Duchess, he's like, you shouldn't listen to those guys. They were flattering parasites to Antonio when he was doing well. Hmm. And now they're ditching him like rats, rats from a sinking ship. Rats. <laughs> um, and she, he also tells the Duchess she's made a big mistake. He's like, he was the only honest and virtuous person in this, in this palace. Aside from the um, horses. And yeah, and he speaks at length about Antonio's virtue until the Duchess is like, I'm glad you think so. He's my husband. And he's like, I... What? He actually didn't know, remember? He just, oh, yeah, he, and he she, didn't know. He, he thought she was holding around. Prigs. He didn't realize it was her. Yeah. So he's actually impressed that she'd marry someone of such low birth. He's like, right on, sister. Please <laughs> uh, love. She asks for his help to keep the secret and to take her money to Antonio in Ancona, where she'll meet him in a oh few no. days. She's trusting the wrong person. Yeah. So the Duchess and Cariola leave, and Bossola is like, Bummer, I gotta tell all of this to Ferdinand. He oh, doesn't. Well. <laughs> At least I'll get some kind of promotion out of it. And there's another great quote from Bossola, which is A politician is the devil's quilted anvil. He fashions all sins on him, but the blows are never heard. I know, so cool. Wow. So back at the Cardinal's Palace. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the fine. Wow. <laughs> That's Bossola just blowing the fucking vape rings. And just <laughs> the audience going. Wow. Bossola is that friend who would like you get high with it and he'd say some real deep shit and you'd be like, oh my god. pools, man. Man, they're like. Crooked fruit trees over standing pools, man. And you're just like, fuck. Oh my god, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> but then when you're sober, okay. you're like, get out of my house. You've, you've eaten all my food. You smell like horses. <laughs> you smell like horses all the time. So back at the Cardinal's Palace in Rome, he, Ferdinand, and Bossola all meet up, all the baddies. Oh no. The courtiers around note that Ferdinand and the Cardinal are pissed at whatever Bossola is telling them. They're like, wonder what he's telling them. It's getting them so pissed. Um, what they're pissed about is that the Duchess is apparently staging this fake pilgrimage to meet up with her husband. Nice. Good um, for her. So she's pretending to go visit like a holy thing in Ancona. Um, so Ferdinand lays down some plans to intercept her. Uh oh. Oh yeah. Um, so we go, so this, this next scene is set at the shrine of Our Lady of Loretto, which is the place she's pretending to do pilgrimage to. And it's all done in kind of like pantomime, silent mime, (laughs) with like cardinal, with like, um, chanting, like Gregorian chanting in the background from the, from the, um, priests at the shrine. So it's a bit like stylized, man. Tarantino. Um, yeah. Tarantino, exactly. Um, except he'd put like 
Neil Diamond behind it or something. Nice. Pump it by the Black Eyed Peas, whatever that's like. Black Eyed Peas, amazing. A uh, so icon. um, so here the Cardinal gives up his Cardinal hat in a ceremony so that he can fight as a soldier. Uh oh. Um, I presume to like go and arrest these guys. Antonio, the Duchess, and their children arrive at the shrine and are immediately banished from Ancona on the Cardinal's orders. While two random pilgrims fill the audience in that the Pope has taken the Cardinal's side and has revoked the Duchess's dukedom. So now she's like out on her ass. She's basically just got the jewels and treasures she took with her and that's it. And the kids. And the kids, yeah. And Antonio, I guess. That's fine. And his great accounting skills. Yeah. He hasn't got a dollar to his name, an acre of land, a troop to command. A troop to command. A dollop of fame. Fame. All he's got is his honor. A couple of college A tolerance for pain. (laughs) So much brain. Insane. (laughs) Where am I? I Back with the Duchess and Antonio. (laughs) They're they're stressed about this whole situation. (laughs) Bossolo, who they still think is a friend, arrives with a letter from Ferdinand, which asks that Antonio be sent to him. And it's like really friendly. It's like fake friendly. And he's like, and it's like, your husband owes me some money. Like uh, I stand engaged to your husband for several debts at Naples. But he also says, don't worry about that though. Let not that trouble him. I'd rather have his heart than his money. Which sounds nice. Um, it um, doesn't. What's wrong with you? It also implies that he's going to murder him. Yes. What? Um, how? In what universe does that sound nice, Cassandra? Well, I want to have his heart. Like I, I'm. Cut it out with his friendship, chest, obviously. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, Antonio's like, I'm not going. <laughs> RSVP, no. <laughs> Bustler is like, fair enough, and so he leaves. Um, the Duchess is worried they're going to be ambushed, so she begs Antonio to take their oldest son to hide in Milan, because those two are the ones that are most at risk of being killed. Yeah. Um, she thinks that the brothers won't harm her, and they won't harm, like, the little babies. Well. So Antonio reluctantly agrees, and they say their sad farewells, and it's really heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and so the, the two boys leave, and the Duchess is captured. And I've written, and this is where the play really kicks off. Oh, finally. Here we go. This is where it gets crazy. So back at the palace, Bossola tells Ferdinand that the Duchess is bearing her imprisonment with dignity, which Ferdinand doesn't like. He doesn't want to break the vow he made earlier to never see her again. Um, So he commands that her room be plunged into darkness so he can go talk to her. <laughs> okay. In the dark. And they do this in the theater. Like, it's really cool. They they com- put the theater completely in blackout so you can't see anything. Um, and what happens is in the dark, he offers her a hand and tells her to kiss it. She realizes in doing so that it is the severed hand of a dead man. What's more, it has a wedding ring on it. She cries out in horror when the lights are put back on. As you would. That's a hand. All right. That's that's Antonio's hand. That's Timothy Chalamet's beautiful little hand. All right. There <laughs> you go. Oh, no. He could be alive. What's more? He, he does not have hand. <laughs> Hook hand. Bossler draws back a curtain, revealing the corpses of Antonio okay. and, and all of her children. Oh. Bossler explains that Ferdinand wanted her to see the bodies so she could stop grieving for them. She asks to be bound to Antonio's body and left to die there. He's like, damn, lady, cheer up. 
Wait, hang on. Bossler was so fine with all these dead kids. Yeah. She says she'd like to die now, please, and not have her torture prolonged further. <laughs> One death, please. <laughs> Ferdinand and Bossler confer in another room. Turns out the bodies were just wax figures intended only to bring the Duchess to despair. Nice. I know. It's actually pretty clever because, like, all dead bodies in theatre look fake, right? Yeah. So it's actually like the audience would be like, okay, they kind of look fake. And then later they'll be like, but they were fake. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that makes it more plausible now. Nice. <laughs> right? Oh, this mm. is off the fucking rails. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So, Bustler entreats Ferdinand to stop torturing her and to simply send her to a convent, but Ferdinand has decided she needs to be driven completely mad. Okay. He's, no. he's just, like, he's in punishment mode. He's like, let's make her sorry. Yeah. To that end, he's engaged the services of a local insane asylum. They had uh-huh. those, apparently, in the yeah, 1600s. Just around. Uh, he's, he's got them to place madmen in the chambers surrounding the Duchess's room so that she can hear them wailing and ranting at all hours of the morning and night. Later, Cariola explains the madman situation and the Duchess tells her that the noise is actually comforting. Silence is apparently worse. Like, leaving her alone with her thoughts is actually worse. And though that she is in despair, she remains sane. Good for her. Um, Yeah, good for her. And she still thinks they're all dead, right? And she's doing this well? Yeah. Good for her. A servant enters to explain that Ferdinand had sent several madmen in to try and cure her of her sadness by making her laugh at them. Oh, um, which is apparently a trick that previously worked on the Pope, but um, I think mm. we all know that he, he's just sending them in there to freak her out. Um, so they they send all the madmen in and we get this beautiful, creepy tableau where they all do crazy shit. They sing, they dance, they act crazy. Um, the madmen include, um, and a servant sort of introduces them, like, you know, pageant girls. Um, there's a mad astronomer who lost his mind when his prediction of the apocalypse proved incorrect. A mad doctor who lost his mind due to jealousy. The mad priest and the mad lawyer. Um, and then another guy comes in who is actually Bossler, disguised as an old man. Um, and he enters la- a last. And when- after he enters, the other madmen leave. And Bossler tells the Duchess, in disguise still, she doesn't know who he is. He has come to design her tomb. Nice. Um, which I assume, like, I think to take a likeness, I guess, for like a sarcophagus, you know, like a they would have yeah, statues sure. of the dead people, whatever. Um, I think that's a legit thing. So she says she's not sick. Um, and she also says that she is the Duchess of Malfi still. She's like kind of claiming a right to to some respect to, to her power and her and her um status and he he responds that whatever glories she imagines she has are worthless he says in a very famous line from the play glories like glowworms are far off shine bright but looked too near have neither heat nor light so he's like it's all fading baby death waits for no prince i love that it's glowworms <laughs> yeah at long last the executioners enter they bring coffins, a cord, and a bell. Just stuff designed to mentally torture her. I'm not really sure what the bell is for. I think they just ring it a lot, maybe. Yeah. And they're like, spooky! It's like for whom scary. the bell tolls, and it's her. And they're like, ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told the um, bell. Cariola's there. <laughs> Cariola's there, too. She tries to call for help, but is thwarted. 
Um, she says she wants to die alongside her duchess, but she's Aww. taken away. Aww. Bustler informs the duchess that she will die by strangulation. Okay. She remarks that she's surprised that she isn't afraid. She says she looks forward to meeting her family in the afterlife, oh, even though they're still alive. She doesn't know them. She's killed. They oh. strangle her with a rope. Cariola is next. She's dragged into the room, begging them not to kill her. She says oh. there's a boy she's in love with. She wants to live and to be married to him. I thought she said she they wanted to die with her duchess, huh? <laughs> she claims that she hasn't confessed, that she's pregnant. She tries a bunch of stuff, but it doesn't matter. They kill her anyway. So she's dead too. Was she, did she, did she mean it? Was she pregnant? Did she actually have a boy that she was in love I, with? I, I think you could play it either way. Hmm. Like the, the script doesn't say. So, like, she you know. said she wanted to die with the Duchess and then, uh, then perish. <laughs> then perish. With all dead, Ferdinand is led in and shown the bodies by Bustler. Ferdinand is unmoved by the. Co- I think they have killed the children at this point because I think he sees them in there. What? So, that you know how she sent one of the children away with Antonio? She kept the two others. Yeah. Those two have been killed. Um, and so, he, Ferdinand is. Sh- Wait, mm-hmm. were those two kids in the prison with her? She had the two kids. I don't her? think they were. I think they were killed. They must have been kept separately. But now all the bodies are out together yeah. for Ferdinand to observe. And Ferdinand comes in, um, and he's unmoved by the corpses of the children. Yeah. But at the side of his sister, the Duchess, what he's done finally hits him, and he says, um, "Cover her face. Mine eyes dazzle. She died young." Hmm. Does the Cardinal know what's happening right now? Is he chill with, like... He's still in Rome. I'm not sure if he knows. Okay. Um, or, I don't know if he planned it, or if he just rolls with it, but... Yeah, yeah I wonder he, if he's, he's evil, just so. chill with just, like, yeah, just kill him. You know, like, fine. yeah, Ferdinand is definitely more, like, into, like, punishing her and killing her and all this stuff than, than the Cardinal is. He's more of an opportunist and a, and a greedy, like, he, you know, criminal, whereas Ferdinand's more of a... Died in the walls, psychopath. Yeah, like a sadist. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he immediately starts verbally attacking Bossola. He's like, Why did you do this? Um And Bossola's like, You told me to <laughs> Ferdinand you and your is brother like are so weird. But this is why you kinda of, you it starts to come through like that his hair triggery, like turn on a dime thing that mm. he's kind of been going throughout the whole play, like where everyone's like never sure what he's gonna do next. This is where it kind of gets ramped up and up and up. Here we go. And yeah, and Ferdinand is like, You could have saved her, you could have hidden her, taken her to safety. Ferdinand finally admits in this part that he was hoping she wouldn't remarry so that he could inherit her fortune and like all the treasure of Amalfi and that. Yeah. Um although I think we all know there was more going on than that. He's, he's got a weird complex with his sister about her body and owning her. And yeah. So Bossler, seeing Ferdinand is, like, turning against him quickly, he's like, so about my reward. <laughs> he's, like, trying, trying to get him to pay up. Ferdinand responds, your reward is not going back to the prison ship. Like, congrats. Oh. Yeah, it's rough. Bossler tries again. He insists he be paid, but Ferdinand tells him to banish himself from Ferdinand's sight forever. And that's the last he gets. He also reveals, and this is a quote, from Ferdinand. She and I were twins. Oh. And should I die this instant, I'd have lived her life to a minute. Or I'd, I'd have lived her time to a minute. So he's obviously having some sort of like existential crisis. I'm so glad you told um, me they were twins. That makes so much more sense now. 
Yeah, it kind of like everything starts to click into place. See? And my hot take is not that hot that all twins are weird. <laughs> I, well, this is why I use like psychoanalysis to study this play as well. Like, there's a lot of like weird, incesty hmm. um, tension. Two halves of a whole person. You were meant to be one mm. person and you split off into two. Yeah. No one attacked me um, for my hot take yeah, twins. To all our twins listeners, you're valid. Um, maybe you're not weird, but you gotta prove Maybe it. you're not evil. Yeah. Maybe. One of you's evil. And if it's not you... That's the other one, yeah. It's the other one, so watch out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he says that. He sa- Then he leaves. He says he's gonna go hunt some badger. So. Is that like a euphemism for like nope. vagina? No. Oh. He's, he's gonna hunt some badger. Okay. So Bustler feels pretty bad about all this, um, especially seeing he's done all this stuff and he's not getting paid for it. Um, yep. Like he wouldn't feel good about it if he had lots of money, but he'd feel less bad, probably. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, he notices the Duchess is still alive. <gasps> She hasn't quite died yet. But he fears calling for help since Ferdinand might still be within a shop. And she kind of chokes out. She says, Antonio. That's her last word. Um, And Bostola, hopeful, tries to tell her before she finally dies um, that Antonio is alive and has been pardoned and is not dead as she believed. But she finally passes on. She dies. And we we aren't. We don't know if she heard or not. So Antonio is fine. She understood. Yeah, he's just... He's just hiding in Milan. He's, like, waiting to meet up with her. Oh, yeah, him and the son. Oh, no. Mm. And they don't know what's happened yet? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Um, in Milan, Delio advises Antonio that the profit piece from the Cardinal and Ferdinand. So the Cardinal and Ferdinand have offered to, like, um, pardon him. Um, Delio's like, it's a trap. <laughs> and Antonio's like, I think you're probably right. So when the local marquis, whose name is Pescara, approaches, um, mm-hmm. who they who they know pretty well, their mates, Antonio hides because he's like on the run a little bit, and Delio um, goes up to Pescara and he asks to be granted some of the land that had been seized from Antonio. Oh, Um, because Antonio's land has been so he's like trying to get the land back for Antonio, but like, oh, can I have some of that free land? <laughs> Anyone um, giving up some land? Yeah, so Pescara denies this request, unfortunately. And Julia approaches. Remember Julia? Mm-hmm. Funny wife. Yeah. Um, with a letter from the Cardinal asking for the same land. <laughs> um, and Pescara grants it to her instead. Ugh. What? Um, and Delio is like, what the fuck, man? I thought we were friends. And Pescara's like, well, I wouldn't want to give you a land taken from someone in such a shameful way. Um, but Julia's a strumpet, so she can have the, like, bad luck. Also, oh, Julia just gets it. Not even the cardinal. It's a letter from the cardinal. I don't know if he's getting it for her. Maybe he's just yeah. so sick of her. He's like, I'm, I'll buy you a house. <laughs> Isn't she still with the um the servant? The ca- cacciatore? <laughs> Whatever his name Castruccio? Yeah, she's still married to him. But she was mm. like, but he's like old and doesn't pay attention to her. And she just goes around. And she, she's been the mistress of the cardinal for quite a while, I think. Okay. Yeah. Pescara also has some hot goss. <gasps> Apparently, Ferdinand has come to Milan and is rumoured to be sick or crazy. Or both. Um, Pescara's like, I gotta go visit him. Make sure he's okay. He's not. Antonio comes out of hiding and tells Delio that he plans to visit the Cardinal in his bedroom tonight to either reconcile or face his punishment and get it over with. He's like, 
What about I can't his live son? on the run forever, man. And he has a note from his wife. Oh my god. Okay. Back in Rome, Ferdinand's doctor tells Pescara that Ferdinand is suffering from a little sickness called lycanthropia. What? No. You know what that is? Werewolf. Kind of. So in this period of time, lycanthropia is if you think you're a wolf or a werewolf. So he's got like this delusion that he's a werewolf. Okay, this is literally like this is the last thing I thought that would happen. What? Oh yeah. A werewolf. <laughs> so <laughs> since his sister's death, he's just gone off the rails. So he thinks he's a wolf. They've caught him trying to dig up bodies in graveyards at night. Like I assume with his bare hands. Yep. Yikes. Um, he's off the deep end. So he's been doing better since the doctor started treating him, but the doctor fears a relapse. Ferdinand enters um with a couple people including the cardinal and bossola who enters separately mm-hmm. ferdinand and this is where we get his like crazy crazy man scene he asks to be alone and then he proceeds to like attack his own shadow <laughs> so just like a dog chasing his tail <laughs> yeah um in a scene that's sort of creepy and sort of funny the doctor tries to like intimidate ferdinand so he'll follow his orders he's like ah, no he fears it he's like training him like a dog <laughs> yeah like a like a fucking dog whistle or something yeah, oh my goodness. Um, but it doesn't work, and Ferdinand leaves, followed by the doctor. Pescara asks the cardinal how Ferdinand came into this state, and the cardinal like f- makes up a story about Ferdinand seeing a ghost or something, um, and like losing his mind at that. Everybody leaves except Bossola and the cardinal, who doesn't want Bossola to know that he knows the Duchess is dead. So he's like, oh, "Sure, I can't wait to see my sister." <laughs> So the cardinal knows of everything that's happened. He knows. How did he find out? He knows. Ah, oh, he just found out. I'm not sure whatever. if he was in on the plan in the beginning. He but probably yeah. was. So he was he just was. fine with her being dead and the kids being dead. They're just both terrible. They just yeah, do. I think the idea is that they get all her property mm. in that case. Which is why they didn't want her to marry again yeah. in the first place. Because, yeah, if she doesn't have any kids to leave Malfi to, they get Malfi, right? Yeah. So now they have... Like, three seats instead of one or two. Yeah, so (laughs) he tells Bossola that if he finds and kills Antonio, the Cardinal will give him whatever advancement he desires. Oh, they've done that to him before. You want a Rolex watch? They never (laughs) give him anything. He's like, all right, this time I'll believe you. (laughs) Um, Right after the Cardinal leaves, we take a break for a moment of screwball comedy. Fun. Julia enters with a gun. Oh. She threatens to kill Bossola because she's in love with him. What? Which must be due to a love potion. She's like, how dare you make me fall in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> you sexy beast. I'm pointing a finger gun at Sam. That's really great, actually. This should it's hilarious. Bossola is like, I haven't given you anything, but like, he's down to fuck, though. He's yeah. like, he's like, but, if you put know. the gun away, yeah. <laughs> I'll get my gun out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, God, put that back in there. <laughs> Bossola is like, wait, hang on, I see a, um, I see a advantage in here. I see a potential mm. scheme. And he asks her to prove her love for him by finding out what the Cardinal's hiding from him. Nice. Because he knows she's the Cardinal's mistress as well. So she agrees to that. She's like, I'll do anything for you, baby. You're so hot. Um, <laughs> but I and hate she. You. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I hate you but I love you um, so she she tells him to hide behind the heiress of course um, because the cardinal's coming back in right now so she's like let's do it right now so the cardinal enters with his servants 
He's like, oh, Julia's here. He's like really bored with Julia and he's annoyed to see her. <laughs> and she's like, what's bothering you, baby? And although at first he refuses to tell, finally the power of her boobs make him confess to plotting his sister's death. Nice. Which he immediately regrets doing. And he, um, so he makes her swear to keep a secret by kissing a Bible. Uh, um, which just happens to be his special poisoned Bible that he saves for when he tells people things and regrets it and wants to kill them to um, stop them from telling anyone else. So she dies almost immediately. Oh my God, so the Bible, it's like coated in poison and he always yeah. has it on him. That's hilarious. Yeah, like, I don't, she, she's like, sure, I'll kiss it. Why are you putting on gloves? <laughs> I'll kiss the Hello? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. So Bosla sees this. He pops out of his hiding place. Oh, no. He's bummed Stay about Julia dying before he could burn her. Oh yeah. But ever the practical man, he reminds the cardinal about the reward he was promised for killing the Duchess, since Ferdinand is too crazy to give it. Okay. The cardinal tells him that he will have it once he kills Antonio. Ugh. And Bosla is like, fine. Fine. The cardinal gives him a key. So he can come after Doc to help him remove Julia's body. Okay. Stay in overtime. Um, the Cardinal leaves and Bustler reveals that he's had enough. Being everybody's patsy, he's going to protect and warn Antonio. And maybe they'll team up and get revenge on the two brothers. So that's and maybe Antonio like, will throw him like a gold bracelet or something. <laughs> like just anything at this point. He's done so much work. He's like, do you remember like four years ago show. when you said there was going to be pizza? I just still have not eaten. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm still chafed from the towel. <laughs> Do you see? Just oh go for God. some lotion. So the cardinal calls all his courtiers and he tells them this. He says, don't stay with Ferdinand tonight. Don't stand watch over Ferdinand tonight. Apparently people ha- having people around makes him worse. But the cardinal's actually lying. He just wants to make sure no one is around when he gets rid of Julia's body. Mm-hmm. He further tells them that he has a plan to imitate Ferdinand's insanity in an attempt to get his confidence. And so they should ignore any extreme loud sounds or cries they might hear. You know, even if Ferdinand screams and screams, they won't go up to check on him. So they swear they, don't, they won't go to Ferdinand no matter what they hear coming from his room. So he feels like he's home free. He's like, okay, no one's going to bother me when I get rid of Julia's body. Everyone leaves except the Cardinal. He reveals aloud that he's planning to kill Bossola as soon as Bossola has killed Antonio and removed Julia's body. Who is he saying this to? He's just like, memo to audience. Hey, Siri, make a note. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The Cardinal exit and Bossola enters, having overheard the Cardinal's plan to kill him. This is something I haven't seen in a lot of early modern theatre before when people have the soliloquy where they explain what they're planning to the audience. It's like actually said aloud and people in the play overhear them saying it. Yeah, Bossola walks in like, what the fuck, man? Like they're actually revealing their evil plans. Like they're just saying. (laughs) Then Ferdinand enters. He's babbling about strangulation which Bossola assumes is related to some plot against him that's going on right now. So Antonio and a servant follow, and Bossola, who's frightened and not realizing who it is, stabs Antonio fatally. There he goes. Goodbye. Ugh. You all right? Can we get licensing to play that song? Um, there goes my hero. <laughs> 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 Wait, why was Antonio there anyway? What was he doing? He was, oh, he was, he was going to go see the cardinal. He was going to go see the cardinal, yeah. And then what's his face? It's like, ah, 
Mm. Yeah. Bustling, yeah. So where's the one last baby? The one son? What's he doing? Before before he dies, Bossola tells Antonio what happened to his family. And Antonio's like, Thanks. okay, I'm not so mad about dying now. <laughs> Bossola is super bummed by his mistake. <laughs> He's like, he damn it. Servant, <laughs> he tells the servant to take Antonio's body to Julia's room. The cardinal is starting to feel the pangs of a guilty conscience when Bustler enters, followed by a servant, um, followed by the guys carrying Antonio's body. Bustler's like, you! <laughs> um, and he tells the cardinal that he's come to kill him. Uh, and the cardinal tries to call for help. <laughs> oh yeah, no one's gonna come. They're like, no this sounds weird, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, above all the courtiers hear the cardinal's cries for help, but they think he's testing them like he told them he might, <laughs> so they don't go to help him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is Except, real damn it and they're like sounds re- like sounds really realistic well mm. this is what happens Pescara is like guys I think he's actually in trouble <laughs> and he's like I'm gonna go check on him and they're like he said not to go check on him and he's like I'm gonna go check on him and then they all follow him because they want to see his fuck up play out they think he's gonna get humiliated right? yeah they're like, like oh, oh, I was a going to check on the cardinal view <laughs> and he's like stop it <laughs> and it's just going he's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna check so Basila finally declares to the cardinal that he's going to kill him to avenge the duchess and Antonio's death and he finally stabs him the cardinal continues to call for help he's like why is no one helping me (laughs) guys he's like guys guys Guys. Ferdinand crazy Ferdinand is drawn by the noise and in his madness and confusion wounds the cardinal further nice we're stabbing him <laughs> and uh, and he stabs Bustler as well. He's just waving a knife around at this point. Um, okay. Tbh. Um, and then <laughs> like two knives. Like, yeah, oh <laughs> he's God. raving with two knives. <laughs> <laughs> Bustler kills Ferdinand. Nice. Puts him down. <laughs> Stop it. Um, Bustler's so. been stabbed though, so he's also on his way out, probably. Yeah, he's on his way out. As the courtiers finally enter, Bustler explains why he's killed Ferdinand and the cardinal. But as he lies dying, the cardinal blames Ferdinand for their sister's death. He's like, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bustler also explains as he's like dying (laughs) that he killed Antonio accidentally. (laughs) So he's like, sorry about it. He's like, from (laughs) the bottom of my heart, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And then he dies. (laughs) Where is the last son? Where is he going? Ah, well, Delio enters with the eldest son. Ah, oh, I thought Antonio he was lost in New York. Marriage. Oh, he was no. a little bit, but now he's back. He's the sole survivor of the family. Oh, no. And all the men present pledge to help him, give him a good life uh, to honor his mother and father. And that is the end of the story. Great. Of the Duchess of Malfi. What a bummer, everyone's dead. I can't believe your favorite yeah. was the werewolf guy, the fucking furry wannabe. I love him so much. He's so fun. Maybe it's funner to watch, because right now, just based on the story, he's just done a bunch of terrible things. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, that's a revenge tragedy, isn't it? But yeah, it's like, it's really interesting to watch. And his, like, from the quotes that I did read you, you can mm. tell that, like, it's pretty it goes pretty hard <laughs> yeah you can tell that he's always talking with like one eye kind of like 
<laughs> yeah, like twitching. <laughs> like twitching. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. He, I think in the show he spits a lot. Like when he's yelling, he like. King George style. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, is that available to view? The one with Gemma Arterton somewhere, or can you download yes, it? Yes, I can send. Yeah, I've got it. I can send it to you if you want, or we can watch it together. We can watch it together. We. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a real vibe. It's all. It's it's one of the productions they did only by candlelight. Oh. Yeah. As long as there's subtitles. It's a real aesthetic. Yeah. A vibe. A vibe vibe. But um no, that was that was really fun, but a bummer. But I just I, I was like yeah. if it's Tarantino everyone there's just bound to be death and feet yeah. and blood. The Tarantino game. There was a hand, not a feet, but yeah. I know, right? There were there was a lot of hands. Oh was that was cool the um the mislead with the wax figures though. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Everyone's dead. Bossola Everyone's never... dead. Fucking Bossola never got paid for anything. He was Jew. No, for... he never got paid. Yeah, he was working for so many years. He had like he, he was worked so hard. I think the only payment he ever got was like the actual horse guy job. <laughs> I think he got like a bit of gold as well at that point, because he tried to give it back to Ferdinand. And Ferdinand yeah. was like, "It was a present," and so yeah. it was your new job. Enjoy. But then, like, he never got the killing bonuses. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I think he should watch The Death of Stalin again and really watch Vasily, because that's, yeah. like, big Vasily vibes I'm getting that's from That's the Ferdinand. energy. When he, like, comes in waving, like, a gun, and he's just waving a gun, <laughs> and he's, like, screaming. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah, what did you, what'd you learn about early modern theater? How much Shakespeare have you seen, by the way? Uh, Romeo and Juliet by Baz Luhrmann. Oh, she's the man. I've seen she's the man. <laughs> Ten things <laughs> I hate about you. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So like. What else? Okay. Clu- I've huh. seen Clueless. Yeah. Oh, no. Clueless isn't Shakespeare. Clueless is Emma. I was more thinking like what informs your idea of the time period. Um, I guess. Big ruffles and everyone talks like so much longer than they need to yeah and the ruffles <laughs> i think an accurate all um, right any wise words to take away an accurate description people. of how much i know from that period is um little to none would be <laughs> any wise words um well much like me when i got robbed by a drug dealer just don't no, give I remember them that. <laughs> just wait for the product get the money first <laughs> always Get the money. <laughs> so uh, when so what happened? Yeah, what do you mean I what happened? You were the there with that guy, and I was like, "What am I going to tell the cops when she doesn't come back?" I know, like we were at that KFC near Mill Beauty. Yeah, <laughs> um, you got robbed. No, that wasn't then. I got robbed by myself. Oh, that was a different one. Like I like live near there now, where it happened, where the scene of the crime <laughs> occurred. Oh. You gotta face your fears. Live where you're reason. most afraid of. Yeah. Top true. of a mountain, bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Public housing, apparently. Yikes. Topical. Yeah. But yeah, fun episode. Okay. Lots of deaths. Yep. Yeah. Um, this has been a literature. You can find us on Instagram at. Just Google. Just look just it up. Google. Yeah, whatever. 
whatever hey though give us a give us like a five star rating though or like leave a review because apparently that's what gets uh listeners gets I think? noticed <laughs> yeah that's, like myspace that'd be great pc for pc yeah <sighs> look if you like this even help, if you don't please. just help, help me us. <laughs> help us <laughs> please help us <laughs> please help us save a drowning man it's us it's us. we're the man <laughs> Kate Winslet being in Divergent. I know it's such a bummer, and I'm just She's like so much get better out than of that. there, girl. I know, and actually <laughs> Judd too. Away. I'm like, guys, get out of there. <laughs> Save yourselves. Mm. And Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. yeah Wait, I'm Divergent. Saying. I thought she was in The Hunger Games. No, Lenny Kravitz is in The Hunger Games. Yeah, you're right. Her father. <laughs> He's got the gold eyeliner. She's in Divergent. No gold eyeliner. No gold eyeliner. Such a bummer.